Tome Show listeners, this is Sam Dillon, your Tome Editor and the DM of the D&D Brief Podcast. D&D Brief is now going to be hosted on the Tome Show Network. To find back episodes, search under the Actual Play tab at thetomeshow.com. As always, thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone, this is DM Samuel. Just a quick request before we get the show started. If you're enjoying what we do, please, please, please go over to iTunes and leave us a rating and a comment. That would be wonderful. It helps more than you know. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to D&D Brief. This is Sam. I am your DM at this wonderful endeavor, and I'm here with my players. Let me introduce Matthew. Hello. My name is Matthew, Matt for short. I am playing Konos Lenadath, a sea elf warlock, the Great Old One. And David. Uh, I play actually Tilling Quest, a halfling bard. And Nina. Hello there, my name is Nina, uh, pronouns she, hers. And I play Emerin Ornestia, who is a storm cleric. And Karu. Hi, my name is Hikaru, or just Karu works. I play Marcel Petitia Bladuran, who is a gender fluid Lutrinian storm sorcerer. When we last saw our heroes, they were back at the Hawka Island, looking at the Book of Proofs. They wrote a statement for the Book of Proofs to evaluate, but they have not yet received a response. They're about to take a long rest so that they can prepare for what might be a deadly duel. Let's listen in. What's the plan for tomorrow? What are we doing tomorrow during the day before sunset? We're going to go to the temple and try to deal with the dog statue there, I think. Isn't that dangerous? I mean, what if what if Marcel gets hurt and then has to still fight in the duel later? The same day. I think just the seconds are talking and laying out guidelines, and then the duel will be the next day. So hopefully we'll have yeah, we'll have one more a moment. Yeah, we'll have one more opportunity to you know rest and recover and prepare before that. Luckily, we're all heroes and we recover all our hit points during the night. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, why don't we? Why don't we head out before sunrise in the Curiosity so we can get out at night when no one can observe us to head over to the side island? Because then we can then we can protect all of our stuff and it and get there quick to be able to come back quick if we need to. Sounds like a good idea. We can always use the cloaking device um, on the Curiosity so we're actually not seen. Rather loud. It's yeah. Yeah, let's go during the morning hours when it's really, really quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the other ship is really far away still. Yeah, they're still going to hear it. I mean, they must have heard us coming in anyway, so it, honestly, I don't think it matters that much. But at least they won't know that we're like, where we're going. Because so, we do know that they're spying on us. So going invisible before light sounds like a good idea. We're probably going to wake up every single Hakka and they're going to be like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> well, after, uh, before we go to bed, I'm going to go look and see if Blackfree's back. Is he back on the boat, you mean? Yeah, back on the boat. Yeah, he's not back. Did Em go to her mom the night before? Or did she stay on the ship? We next day? Not yet. Uh, no, it's the night before. Yeah. Before I'm, yeah, I'm going to the island. Okay, so M did go to the island after finishing up with the. I'll let everyone know. Hey, just just a note: Blackfleet's not back yet. And M, I'm guessing Emmerin went with oh her mother. 
That's what I think. Yeah. yeah, she's going back. So we take the... Well, we'll have to go to the Hakka Village first then to pick up Emrin, Emrin anyway, and hopefully Blacksley is there. And you can check up on your twin. Do you want me to ask the Hoka to send a few people to look for him? I mean, only if he's not at the... Well, it's dark. We're going to the, the, the island anyways, so if we don't find him, then you can ask someone from the village to keep an eye out. Well, what mischief could it be up to that we want to make sure he's not? Is there any way to locate him? Do you have anything? Can you see through his eyes or something? Is there some way to... Not not today. I could I can do it tomorrow. Oh. Uh, he already did Laralac. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were already on the next day. It's still the night before. Um, oh, then I'm asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can. I'll I'll do it first thing tomorrow if he hasn't turned up by then. So Marcel was already asleep in their cabin, and everybody else was dealing with the book. So now that you're done with the book, now you're deciding. Okay, we're going to take a long rest too. Axley, did you mean you should all go in the Curiosity now, or wait till the morning? No, I mean I, I'll sleep in the Curiosity, but I'm talking about in the morning. We'll get everybody together okay. and then depart in it. And so. Uh, Imarin, you're going to go to the island tonight to go to the hut with your mom? Mm-hmm. Okay. Konos, what are you doing? Can, can someone who can communicate long distances tell Imarin the plan? I mean, you can tell her before she leaves the night before. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. And then... Okay. I'll, I'll sleep at my cabin on the boat. Before I do, um, at some point, I want to try to communicate with Bolam because he's been rather quiet since we returned from Darkport. Tunk, tunk, tunk. Check, check, is this on? You, you in there? Um, you don't get a response. Okay. Um, I'll, do I'll do detect magic and see if it's if I still pick up any. The um, trident is still magic. But you don't, you're not really getting the presence of Bolum. And you ha you haven't since you were in Darkport. Does it still have the piece of uh, coral in it? It does. I'll just try to unsock it and then wait a minute and then you know, stick it back in again. So when you when you unsock it, the coral. Mm -hmm. Um, roll me a strength check. Warranty void if removed. <laughs> uh, hope not. Do not remove <laughs> the tag from your pillow. Natural one. Uh, six total. Um, you can't get it out. It won't come out all the way. Mm. It's almost like it got fused more than it was previously. So if you if you want to try to still remove it, you'll have to actually uh, spend some time with maybe a little sharp tool trying to work it. Okay. Uh, I don't want to risk damage again. Um, all right. I'll... I'll just kind of tuck it away for now and you know, check in on it again in the morning. Okay. What? Where's your crow? Oh, uh, yeah. Where? Uh, I mean, it was still when we came back from Norway. It was basically on sitting on my shoulder the whole time. Is it been like flying around doing its own thing, or? Well, so uh, the rest of you don't know that Matt and I had a conversation um, about the crow, sort of between sessions. Uh, because he tried to communicate with the crow. Um, and the crow the crow said that seagulls are kind of jerks. 
and he was as, trying to ask them about where they live and what's going on with this plateau and all that. And they gave him the cold shoulder. They didn't really want to talk to him. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so he's, he's, um, he is, he's sort of in the cargo hold, but he's just kind of hanging out, like sitting on some boxes. He, he's been very quiet. Okay. Yeah. I'll try to communicate with him. Just say, you know, it's welcome to stay in my cabin. If it's, if it feels comfortable there, he, uh, flies to your shoulder. Okay. So I'm basically just sitting, crawling with a crow sitting on my shoulder. That'll be a, that'll be a fun picture. What are you doing with Otto? <laughs> Learning how to juggle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Otto, yeah, I, I essentially had changed, I had changed Otto into a pelican when I recast Find Familiar. So, um, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll let Otto essentially, you know, is fly around outside for a bit and get used to, you know, having wings now. So you're the bird whisperer. You have a crow and a seagull <laughs> hanging out around you. Yeah, I guess. You clean up this mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yep. So anytime Otto is a pelican and he's and he sits anywhere, the crow uh, tries to sit on his back. <laughs> Crows are actually pretty big, I will point out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so are pelicans. So are pelicans. <laughs> so they seem to be getting along. Well, that's good. They were. There was a little indication earlier that they they weren't, but that's good. That they're getting used to each other. So I have one question: Is it a crow or a raven? Yes, I think we said it was a raven initially. Yeah, it, it's a raven. I, I, it, it, it. When when Kono spoke to it it was referring to itself as a crow. Mm. So that's where that weird trigger came into. It is a raven. It's as big as a raven, and it, it has raven characteristics. But, uh, it, but it refers to itself as a crow. So who knows if it has an inferiority complex or what's going on there. So, uh, so the question is, uh, anything else you want to do this evening before you turn in and take your long rest? <laughs> Make sure we have. Make sure that some. Make sure there's like a, somebody on the crew that's you know going to be keeping an eye on the uh, on the pirate ship. Make sure they don't try anything in the night. Oh yeah, uh, I mean they're like they they put themselves on shifts so that there were always at least a quarter of the crew watching that ship because they didn't like the looks of it. They especially didn't like when the goblins came up. I looked it up. Pelicans average around a foot and a half. Crows average around two feet. I mean, not crows, ravens. The, yeah, ravens are, are astonishingly big. That's pretty funny looking at it. It's an inverted totem pole. Yeah, they're two feet? Mm-hmm. They are, yes. They're hunters. They're, yeah. yeah. They have a very large wingspan, too. They're hunter birds. They're not, they're not your average songbird. Problem is, most people are used to seeing crows and thinking ravens are the same, but crows are a lot smaller. So everybody goes to bed, right? After you make sure that you have a a team of people being very vigilant about your uh, ship being protected and all that stuff. Imran, is there anything particular that you want to say to your mom before? Are you going to tell her the plan or what's going on? I was going to say, is she awake when I get back? She wakes up when you come into the room, yeah. 
doing any better? I don't like to sleep. Makes sense. Is your memory still fuzzy? Is starting to come back, kind of? A bit. Question, if you feel up to answering. You don't have to. I had a vision from Goras a while ago, and I saw, well, I was you, but we, you, I had a book of proofs, and... That is what I was trying to find. You found it. That's why I left. I didn't find it. didn't find it. Did you you ever make it to the library? I was in the library of Therondimus, yes. But I never found the Book of Proofs. Never found the Book of Proofs. There was an earthquake, and they... It collapsed half of the library, and I and as I was leaving, that's when Larilac got me. I always thought it was good luck that I didn't find it because I thought he would have captured me either way, and if I had found it and he captured me, then he would have it. So I thought it was lucky that I hadn't found. Can you describe the book that you were looking for? Um, it has a blue cover, and there are waves embossed on it, and it says proofs on the front in silver. With three wiggly lines under it. I understand that's the symbol of Straben, but lots of people intermix the worship of Straben and Goras in the larger towns. So I wasn't worried about that. Do you have any knowledge of a second book of proofs? No, there is only one. Um, yeah. <laughs> the white axiom says there can only be one. I won't press too much, but um, we're going to head back out to explore some of the island and take care of some business. Um, but we'll be back later in the day. Now, we should probably get some rest. Okay. Should I stay here or go to your ship? I would stay here for now. There's going to be some activity on the ship just because we're getting ready to leave and everything, so it's going to be noisy and crowded and loud, and it's probably a little bit quieter here. The locals are nice. Yes, they have been checking in on me quite often. They brought me lots of good food and a furry creature. Yeah. I'm not sure why, but... Do you have the furry creature? He comes and goes. He he has a spot... Like, look all around the room for this thing. That he comes in... There's like a little dog door kind of <laughs> thing on the other side of the hut. You could tell it's a new construction, the little dog door flap. Okay. Does it have a name? (laughs) I I didn't name it, but I feel comforted when it's around. Right. As you're walking out, she says, wait, you seemed to not know about the white axiom. Don't. Is that something I should know about? Um... I I feel like um I feel like I feel like you should being an adherent of Goros. Yeah, I mean I mean it's kind of a new thing and I really haven't had a whole lot of time to like study up and everything and there's been a lot going on and I've been helping dad and uh yeah, so it's been busy. The white axiom is a belief by some of the some of the acolytes 
right after the sinking who who turned away from some of the old gods and started to worship Goras. They they combined some of the prophecies and they decided that the white axiom is the fullest representation of what Goras what belief in Goras can can lead to. And the white axiom says that there is one final truth that can be told that will tell us why the sinking occurred. And some of the believers in Goras think that learning the truth and and knowing the white axiom means that we can reverse the sinking. And some of the uh, some of the higher ups um, they actually believe now that the white axiom is not solvable. It's incomplete. And Goros can complete it, but for Goros to complete it, the common plateau would have to be destroyed. Did you learn that? <laughs> I I um, before I left, I, I don't want to tell you because I think it'll hurt you. Why don't we talk about it tomorrow? fine. That's not going to keep me up at night. (laughs) I'm afraid telling you will make you seek it, and if you seek it, it'll be your demise. Like it was mine. I set out on my own, though. If people would help. (laughs) I had people, too. And they all died. I had a vision, and my vision, I thought, was Goros, and Goros led me to the truth, and I thought the truth was something that could save the world. And I was wrong. I learned that the white axiom is actually a tool of evil because it takes away free will. And without free will, we can't be the arbiters of our own destiny. And even though the world has been destroyed and the common plateau has been irreversibly changed, we can't change it back. We're not the ones who control such things. And when we try, it leads to disaster. That's what I learned. And I'm lucky to have survived, or maybe I'm unlucky. Not unlucky. At least even if you are considering yourself unlucky, I consider it very lucky. I'm glad you're back. I just lean down and kiss her on the forehead, and I walk out. I'm going wherever you go. What? I don't want to go back home. I want to go with you. Talk about it later. Very well. You're staying here, recovering for now, for a moment. Let dad know you're okay though. Okay. Like, start to walk out the door. She lays back down. Okay. Then I walk out. That's a lot to process. Uh huh. You walk out, Blacksley Chilling Quest is standing next to the door. He very quickly makes as if he wasn't listening. You're not very good at that. You haven't seen me in my proper element. Back home, I'm really good. It's not good out here. It's too bright. <laughs> it's like night out, isn't it? Yeah. But you're in the common plateau, and he's from the dark plateau, so... Of course. It's always yep, bright. Yep. See the sunset? I think Axley lied to me. There wasn't no brilliant sunset. I didn't see it. I saw it from here. I did find a big temple, though. Have you seen the temple? It's over there. It's really neat. It's really old. There's a big chunk of coral in it. Yep. Isn't that hours away? I don't even know what to do with you. And I walk 
I walk away. <laughs> he follows. Where are you going? I'm following you. Aren't you going back to the ship? Why? No, oh. I'm going to bed. Where's Axley at? The ship. How am I going to get back there? It's <sighs> right on a shark. I don't know how. Get some meat. Actually, don't do that. You're going to get yourself killed. Just stay here. All right. Fine. Fine. Where are you going? I <laughs> Let's just go to bed, please. All right. You want me to leave you alone? Fine. I get it. You humans are so easy to read. He stomps off. <laughs> so difficult yourself. He says, la, 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 la. I can't hear you. That's really mature. Like, go to my hut. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, put a pillow, like, over my head and just go to sleep. Okay. The night passes uh, without any other events occurring. What are you doing in the morning? Before I go to sleep, like, right before... I remember I was supposed to tell my dad. Um, do I actually have a spell slot for this? I can cast it. I can cast sending at a higher level, right? Yeah, because you're going to take a long rest and get all your spell slots back anyway. Yeah. So I cast sending, and I send a message to my dad. I just say... When you cast sending, how how does it work? Does he, can he converse with you, or he can just... Is it like... Is it that... St- 10 second message or something what's the how do you know if he gets the message or not is really what i'm asking a short message of 25 words or less can answer in a like manner immediately okay when you send do you have to know where the person is no across any distance even to other planes and then it goes into detail about the planes but it doesn't say you have to know where they are okay what message are you sending him Feeling he's not where I think he is. <laughs> um, I just send him, Dad, it's Emerin. Learned some new tricks, but we found Mom. She's okay. Hopefully be back soon. So. And he, he does not get a chance to respond to that, is that? Yes, he does. 20 words, right? 25 words or less. 25 words or less, okay. He sounds like he is running or... Uh, has been doing exercises or something. He's been doing activity, okay? And he says, goblins and crabs everywhere. Had to leave the island. Everyone's going to Calport. We're on a ship in the middle of a storm. Oh my god. (laughs) And then the message is done. (laughs) Okay, awesome. That changes things. (laughs) Maybe. Eh, Maybe. More spell slot left. I cast sending again. Send a message to ourselves asleep. So Konos, um, he was in Traston Finn, right? Your dad? He was. Yeah. You have no. He was. Yes, but you have no idea where now. Traston Finn is currently overrun by crabs and goblins. Majority of the citizens left. Currently on a boat in a storm. I don't know if there's anything we can do about it, but I figured I should tell someone. (laughs) I hear the message and reply back. That's unsettling to hear. If we we make it out 
past these pirates, we can try to look for them when we get again. We didn't make it very far, did we? We only traveled a couple days before we got off. Yeah, remember, you discovered that the maps were really wrong in distance. They were very, very... Was it a couple... I thought it was like a week? Yeah, you you traveled for a week and you hit a storm and you don't really know how far it pushed you off course. So we really don't know. Yeah. Okay. Didn't we get some information from the Hakka in terms of like... Yeah, we did. General... They they also knew where more or less Calport was in terms of direction. Yeah, so we don't know how exactly far we are, but we do know how to get there. And you don't know when they left Trust and Fen behind us. Because if it was recent and they're just now, like maybe a day or two out. Who has navigation skills? I do. Um, I- yeah, Konos and I. So your map was supposedly one hex is three miles. Roll me a survival check with uh, double your proficiency for the navigation skills. 17. Okay. Uh, I think I got a 17 as well. The two of you together, looking at the maps, having spoken to the Hakka, now that you kind of have been able to settle for a little while, you've got some rest, you look at the maps um, in the morning, maybe. Now that now that Imran has told you this fact about the you know people from Trastenfin coming, and you've talked to the Haka, and now you're sort of trying to figure out, okay, we need to figure out our next steps. And you realize that even though those maps say that they are about three miles per hex, remember the very first time you traveled when you went down to the cra- crab island with the king crab on it. Remember, it was really a lot farther than the map showed. And now, when you came over to the Hakka Island, it's really a lot farther than the map showed. And you estimate that instead of being three miles per hex on those maps, it is now around 24 miles per hex. It's a factor of eight difference. And you don't know if the original maps were actually correct and they were three hexes, or and if like things are moving apart or something, or if... The maps are just because the maps are so um, unreliable and the navigation at first. I mean, it's only been the sinking for 50 years. So. But you'd think they wouldn't get it that wrong in terms of how many days it took to travel somewhere. And remember when you um, got the mail from the company of the Eastern Sun office. Oh, yeah. You were told. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Delivering the mail. You were told uh, that the last couple of envoys that had been sent out had not been heard from and people were wondering what was happening. So perhaps there's a distance thing there that is off. So maybe there is something happening with distance between islands. Like our world is like flitting apart. Just drifting. Yeah. I think it's just like drifting away from each other. Yeah. Which is not something things on solid rock are supposed to do unless everything's floating. But um, that's weird. I can only <laughs> hold my breath for like a minute, so I'm not going to go look for the roots of the island. Yeah. Konos thinks a little bit about one of his brothers and his family that he had left back on Trast and Finn when we originally departed and just, you know, is hoping that you know, they're all right. Yeah. Should I, are we kind of fast forwarding to the next day? Yes. Are we gonna, 
yes, we're fast forwarding to the next day. Yeah, I meet up with everybody and relay what I told Konos last night. Okay. I am going to also try to prepare my spells. I'm going to keep sending. So should I send a message? It takes up a spell slot, but I kind of feel like we should know what's happening. I mean, if we're going to deal with the temple, maybe you should wait till after the temple. That's logical, but like also my dad... I mean, we have, oh wait, we weren't we going to take, okay, so we were going to get together before dawn and take the curiosity inland. Um, so can we assume we did that and met Emran right outside the Hawk Village instead? Because like we would have taken the curiosity from the ship before sun the sun rises. Yep. Still invisible, but before the sun rises and then go there so we emerin doesn't have to make it back to the ship because we're going to the temple anyways and like going to the temple will take us two minutes maybe 30 seconds if we want to get we if we want to take the the curiosity there but before we go let's check the book and see if the writing is done oh god yep we did a thing <laughs> oh. oh yeah so we sort of figured out what that book does last night cool so what did you? You write in it. It writes back and takes a long time to do so. Did you? Did you? Did you ask it a question and it like answers? Yeah. Well, I think you just you asked it just a real stumper. I'm well. The way it works apparently is if you you write a statement in it and then it will respond and write back essentially whether the statement is true or false. But it does not like to be concise. And I'll mage hand open the book and just kind of see what 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 happened on the thirteenth page, which I've done to this thing. So the book is especially writhy. Good. The pages are especially writhy. And there are... Oh yeah, it's also a little creepy when you open it up. There are 20 pages of proof written. <laughs> wow. Um, and at the end, it says, this statement is false. Oh, what was the statement you gave it? Okay. Larilac is responsible for the sinking. Well, no, it wasn't Larilac. It was his boss. You didn't need 20 pages to know that. Well. <laughs> is, is any of the writing recognizable like from a language? Do we know? You would have to spend quite a while trying to decipher everything that it's that it has in it. Oh. Um, you, do, you do recognize some of the symbols and some of the words and whatnot, but uh, it's it's mostly like a mathematical proof. but you know, the variables in it are sometimes defined and then it's defi- the variables defined and then it's four pages later when that portion of the proof has been resolved and it moves to the next portion. So it takes... It, it looks like someone, someone's notation for like a thesis, but not the final thesis, just like all their work. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, okay. It literally is the proof of how it came to the conclusion that that statement is false. So if you spend time trying to decipher it, it's more like a code, right? You would have to spend a bunch of time deciphering it, and then you could probably translate it into a language that uh, everyone would understand. But at the same time, you get the feeling it also might make you just go crazy. <laughs> that's that's for another time. <laughs> In other words, it's not a it's not a something where you feel like 
because you know, but you have comprehend languages, so you know, Axley is pretty familiar with what languages look like and how languages are structured. And this definitely is sort of more of a mixture of mathematical things and language-based notations and something that looks almost like you know the matrix you know <laughs> coming down um and mm. it's it's all in a in a cohesive like it makes logical sense you can tell but in terms of actually decoding it and translating every bit it would not be something as simple as a comprehend languages it would take you quite a few hours of studying so it's like if one of us grabbed decoding. some astrophysics notebook and looked through someone deciding right. if the galaxy is infinite uh, or yeah. not <laughs> yeah it's like we right. can read it the question is do we actually do we understand all that stuff yeah. Yeah. right understand it so do you think then you have to write in the book a statement that is definitively provable as it'll it'll say whether it's only true or false right you only get a yes or a no about true or false in other words if you put something in the book like the location of something is it wouldn't give you a location Right. Just, well, it would tell you it's true or false, or that it cannot be evaluated. So the only thing you give you, yeah. yeah. So, so it's not going to give you an abstract right. answer. But it will show you. So that's the thing, right? While it doesn't give you an abstract answer, it shows you the proof of how it knows that thing is true or false. Uh huh. But it can only say true or false. So if you put a question, it's not going to answer the question. It's just going to correct. It only takes a that's statement right. and decides if it's true or false. Correct. Okay. It'll it'll ramble for a lot, and then it'll say, "In conclusion, yes," or "In conclusion, no." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As far as magical items go, that's a lot of work to put into knowing if a, a, a statement is true or false. It's not true or uh, false. Yeah. It's thorough. Yeah, on one hand, it's incredibly thorough, but on one hand, it's very limited. Yeah. I wonder how long it actually took to get through the 20 pages. How mu- how long did you look, wait for it to fill it out? They only waited for like 10 minutes, 10, 20 minutes. And 10, 20 minutes was like four pages? Mm-hmm. That's a lot of time. All right. Well, um, interesting. I still think that was, that was, you could have at least asked, like, if they're like <laughs> boss. <laughs> but while you ask, you ask it. I think we all will get a question. Seems like everyone can use it once. Is that how it works? Well, each page has a different person's name written on it. So I, I, let's look at the page that you asked. Carlos, does it have your name on it in the front? Yeah, it does the first page have my name on it? Uh, it says Bolin. Wait, what? Bolin. Huh. God, all the curveballs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I closed the book. Uh, yeah, why don't we play around with this more later? I wonder if I ask a question if it's just going to say Amari instead of my name. Well, it's worth trying. Can you think of a good question? What do we need to know to prove? I have questions. <laughs> mm. I have a lot of questions. What if we put the sinking is reversible? I add to that? Mm-hmm. A white axiom can reverse the sinking. What? Or conversely, the white axiom destroys the common plateau. Wait, what? What is white axiom? I relay the entire conversation I had with my mom the other night. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, so just adds like. I think actually uh, Matt was away for much of that conversation. I, I I had to step away from it. Yeah. That means you'll have to explain it to him. I did. I did pick up a bit the last bit about the white axiom. But... And do you need filled in on what happened? Yeah, yeah. I because I kind of I kind of didn't get most of it. Yeah, I mean, I I got I got I got to the you know she was in the in the library and I missed the library's name and there was an earthquake and she collapsed and that's when Larillac captured her to begin with. And that's the vision you had originally, right? Because you felt like the hands grabbing you. I think I remember in the earthquake and everything. Yeah. So I had the book though. But you had the but you had the book. Yeah. That's the weird part. Is I so starting at the beginning. Um, I was having a conversation with my mom about the book of proofs because this book of proof is different than the one that I saw in my vision. So I was like, there's two. And I was asking her about it and she was like, yeah, the white axiom says there's only one. And at first she avoided telling me what the white axiom was, but she eventually told me that it's a belief by some of the acolytes of Goras. Um, like when the sinking happened, they combined some of the prophecies um, and came up with this idea that the white axiom is the fullest representation of Goras's power by knowing a truth. And I think that truth is like learning how the sinking happened, which is why I was like, that's really funny because we literally just asked the book. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, what a what. What organization that wouldn't want a book that tells them that confirms truth? I mean, right. Um, but they think that learning how the sinking happened or learning why the sinking happened would lead to this white axiom, which could reverse the sinking, but will also destroy the common plateau, I think, is what I got from that. And my mother now thinks that it's like, if this was something like a lot of the acolytes of Goras strive to obtain, but she now thinks it's not a good thing and it's like actually very, very bad and that it takes away like the autonomy of the people and like hmm. there's a lack of freedom and I don't I, I wasn't entirely following. So is this like a physical thing that somebody finds or is it just you know a belief you discover or I think it's just a belief. So when you learn of the sinking, you like obtain this power and you have the power to reverse the sinking. But I don't know, which is why I guess Larillac would want the book of proofs so that he could ask the book if the statement is true or false. And I guess if your plan is to then try to di- dissect and digest the proof itself, you could try to get the answer, right? You could. Mm-hmm. From the proof, you could kind of like reverse engineer the actual solution. Yeah. Huh. Wow, this is a, kind of an eventful night. Yeah. <laughs> and we're still gonna go ahead with this fight. And... Yeah, that's so much. Sounds like we need to we need to beat furry halfling feet to to cowport. <laughs> I don't even know what to do. We have like six different tracks, and I'm like, <laughs> I mean, is dealing with this dog thing that important? Did the what? What was that last question? Is dealing with this dog thing that important in light of all these other things that are? I maybe would have said no if the book hadn't said Kodos was. Yeah, that's still throwing me for a loop. Mm -hmm. So 
remember the reason why uh, Marcel thinks you should destroy the dog is that if there are only eight dogs, maybe destroying them all will make whoever you fight in the end much less powerful. Right. That was that was the theory that mm-hmm. they were yeah. thinking. And we've already destroyed one of them. Yeah. And we know that there's a second one somewhere back in the Temple of the Raven, uh, Temple of Eyes. Yeah, yeah, this is wild. <laughs> the web, the web thickens. Just as I think we're getting like close to the end and like grasping at something, it's like another layer <laughs> is just added, and I can't figure it out. Actually, is actually just thinking through his head right now. Hmm. If in the book, I write question about the best tasting soup in all, in all of the common plateau can i reverse engineer that script to get the recipe <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening uh we hope that you are enjoying uh what we do so much um even though we are uh, a low combat game uh i hope that it's at least a little bit interesting uh to everyone and um if you would like to support us you can support us at patreon.com slash rpg musings or if you'd like to send us a question comment suggestion or if you just have some questions like what the uh, you can <laughs> email us at dndbrief at gmail.com and I might actually answer I might answer you <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all going to email you that Disclaimer, right now. <laughs> I won't answer if you're my player and uh, if you would like to uh, support another really awesome channel you can support uh, patreon.com slash midgardia that is Karu's channel and uh, we play a bunch of games over there as well so uh, everyone thank you very much and everyone says goodbye and wave Bye. 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 Bye.